And welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We're back in the studio. We have not been in this studio in a couple weeks. Speaking to you is Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff. With me, Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Leepak. Evan, we, we really haven't been in this room in almost a month, it feels like, behind the mics. You know, we took last week off, a couple phone interviews in recent weeks. Uh, it almost feels strange to be here again. It's been a nice change of pace. Yeah. I'll say that. I almost forgot where this was located in the building. Trying to uh, <clears throat> shake off the rust, get the uh, podcast voice back. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Mic check one, two, three, right? So yeah. we're, we're back. But uh, we have a couple guests in here today. We'll get to them in a minute, but I want to introduce them before, uh, before it becomes too obvious that we're maybe ignoring them. I promise we're not ignoring them. We have... The Middlebury Little League's All-Star Senior League Softball Team State Champions are in the building right here. They just recently won a state championship at the Middlebury Little League Fields, too. They hosted it and, like, just destroyed everybody on their path to a state championship. So we have head coach Aaron Nicely in here. Aaron, I want to say hello. Hey, good morning. Afternoon, I guess. Good afternoon. Yeah, that works, too. Uh, we have uh, assistant coach Stephanie Rosenberg. You want to say hi? Hi, how are you? <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> so, uh, player uh, Kendall Miller. Kendall, do you want to lean into the microphone and say hello? Hi. <laughs> and we have uh, Addie Nicely. Addie, you want to say hello? Hi. All right, they're all here with us. Um, we will get to our interview later with them, uh, in the, later in this episode. But Evan and I, we got some things to talk about before we get to our esteemed guests. Uh, high school sports, believe it or not, is back. August 4th, they're back. Girls golf's already in the swing of things, pun intended. Uh, we got on the upswing. Yeah, on the upswing. As a, as our newspaper headline said today, on the upswing. It's one of um, some of my best work. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Pulitzer winning quality content right there uh, from Evan Lee Pack. Yes. And uh, you know, every other fall sport has started practices. Uh, football, you know, gets going. Started on Monday, right? It started on the yeah Monday, August second. And so uh, we've got we got a whole lineup going, man. It's kind of crazy. You, you've been at the first couple golf invites of uh, the season that we've covered. Uh, what are some of your general, you any early observations, any uh, state contenders out there from uh, from Goshen or Concord or Northridge or anything like that? Well, <laughs> the early observations are that it's early and it's obvious <laughs> that they didn't get a lot of practice in, like you said, like we've talked about. They only got like two days, two days of practice. They start on Friday and then they're out on out on the course on Monday. So, and a lot of the teams that I saw, Goshen, Fairfield, Northridge, Concord, a lot of them have new players. So, the coaches are doing their best to try to get them get them comfortable, get them on the course because a lot of them are new to varsity too, varsity competition. They haven't played 18 holes ever. This is like the first time them doing that. So, overall, obviously they're going to continue to get better, but I enjoyed being out there. It was nice, for sure. It was weird, the Goshen Invitational. They had all the teams, like, grouped up together. Usually, yeah. usually, you know, they do, like, groups, like the ones and the twos and right. threes and fours. But they said they kind of did that just to kind of get everybody comfortable. First invite, start of the regular season. I guess that made sense. Both the coaches I talked to liked the idea, so. Yeah. Yeah, they did it last year, too, for COVID reasons. They didn't want groups, like, intermingling between the schools, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is kind of interesting that they did that, and then the Penn Invitational was a little more traditional with mm-hmm. Northridge and like you know Penn and whoever was there all paired together, and then you know set up all the Northridge girls at one in one group or whatever. 
So Pin had like twelve golfers out there. They Penn, had Penn's really A good. team, B team, and a couple yeah. on the C team. Penn, Penn Penn is good at like everything, so it's not a surprise. It's their home invite, so they could load. You know, they could put more teams in there and get get experience and stuff like that. So uh, without having to like pay for a bus to send them somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Penn's expected to be one of the better teams in the area for us in girls golf. You know, I know we don't cover them, but they're going to be a contender in that that regional. There always are. Uh, same thing with Northwood. They have been playing in Lafayette last couple days. Uh, they they did well both both tournaments down there. So got second, I believe, and third in those respective tournaments. Sybil Stilson, top three, I think, both days and shooting the low 80s. Uh, she's obviously going to be, I think, you know, our star golfer. So it's going to be pretty much up to her in a sense of like how much we're going to, how far Northwood's going to go. Her and Bree Goss and. And Riley Kitson, too, in that three spot. So. Right. What did you say? They uh, shot a 360 the second day or the first day? I think they shot, like, right around 360 both days. I forgot the team scores. I apologize, Adam, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> so he probably is listening to this. He, he comes for our heavy-hitting golf analysis, so I apologize for not tweeting or not remembering the scores right now off the top of my head. So. Well, it's definitely the, uh, the top golf team in our area yeah, because be everyone good, yeah. else was above 400 the North, last North, couple of days. Northwood's so. ranked uh, 14th in the state, so in theory, if that plays out, they would make the state tournament because uh, the top 15 go, and obviously it breaks down differently when you get to regionals, and a lot of times it's a regional with you know multiple state-ranked teams in it, especially in the Indianapolis area, but should be a fun uh, should be a fun fall for them, for the golfers, so should be good, I think. Season only lasts like six weeks, right? I know. It's crazy. Well, until sectionals at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, is... sectionals are mid-September. Why do you State... think they do that? Because it gets cold in, in Indiana. Uh, in Octo- like I guess in October it, it's yeah, possible. But you, can't, you can't play girls golf into November, unfortunately. It gets a little chilly and there's a te- threat of snow. Uh, it's hard to play golf with snow on the ground. Yeah, I can see it. That's I a hot take right there, Evan. Are you sure you mm-hmm. want to commit to that one? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could figure it out, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely a hot take. Mm-hmm. It's hard to play golf yeah. and snow. You guys in the studio agree golf in the winter? Hard I mean, to play? I think you just have to go to green or yellow balls. And yeah. You can maybe pull it off. That's Jeez. true. Aaron's playing chess out here. He man. knows. <laughs> I appreciate that mentality. So, um, yeah, so girls golf started this week, and then all the other fall sport practices also began this week. So we have, you know, cross country, boys and girls, boys and girls soccer, Volleyball, football, boys tennis, all in the fall. This is the busiest season. Did you say season. cross country? I did say cross country. Okay. Both boys and girls. It was the just, first one I listed. There's a lot you said. So There's, uh, there's eight fall sports in the IHSA. It's the busiest season of the three. Um, they really, really love doing that to us for some reason. Like, let's just load everything up in the fall. So I'm like, okay. So everywhere else is pretty, pretty split evenly, but... It is what it is. So um, I'm excited. I wrote a column for our Monday paper about kind of just talking about the fall in general. I think we got a really good cross country season coming up. Goshen boys should be a top ten team in the state, and uh, you know other other individuals like a couple from Northridge, Concord, Northwood, West Noble. You know West, who's always a contender. So it's going to be kind of fun to see that play out. Uh, the boys cross country and the girls cross country side too. Um, and then, you know, soccer, it's kind of a brand-new slate for a lot of teams, especially our boys, Northridge and Northwood, both lose. I call it super senior classes. You know, Northridge had, like, 15 seniors on the roster last year for boys soccer. I didn't even know 
soccer rosters were that big. Yeah, yeah. It, in you general. got a lot of players, man. And and Northwood, Northwood, their two leading scorers in program history last year, both seniors graduated. So they're going to be reloading at the top. You lose all that offensive production, you know, and uh, you know two players that carried him to a semi-state appearance. So that, that's that was big. And you and a new coach down there, Kyle Dykstra, replacing mm-hmm. Brad Dirksen. So. Uh, a lot of change at Northwood for the boys' soccer program. Those programs are always usually good either way, though, so I'm right. sure they'll load up. Right. I'm sure they'll still have good seasons this year. Right, and so, you know, Goshen, Concord boys' soccer, they've seen plays. West Noble's always a good program. Uh, West who's the defending is a defending sectional champ, Bethany Christian. They're always kind of there, too. Like, you just you can never count out the Bruins in soccer. It's, it's, uh, it's very entertaining. It's going to be a fun boys' soccer season. Girls' soccer, too, a lot of teams like Northridge, be taking the next step. Northwood's a sectional champ. You know, Bethany, they're trying to go for three straight sectionals. Uh, there's a lot of teams on the girls' side, too, that could stand out, and it'd be solid. Um, volleyball as well, just quickly, you know, Fairfield, you know, they've made semi-state two years in a row. They always feel like they retool. Um, you, they feel like, oh, they graduate this player. You know, that they're not going to be able to go back, and then they do. It's like this, you know, death taxes, Fairfield volleyball, right? So, um, and same thing with Northwood. The last couple seasons too, making a regional both years. So, did you say soccer is our strongest sport in the fall? I, in I would say area? cross country. You think cross country? Cross country will be our strongest sport. Yeah, soccer could be good. I, I don't know. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see what those boys programs like with Northridge and Northwood do. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the biggest thing, mm-hmm. having to replace all those pieces that they lost. Right. But, and the head coach over and at Northwood. And the head coach at Northwood, right? So, uh, and then. Volleyball, too. You know, Northwood, Fairfield, you know, feels like Goshen and Northridge played better at times last year. Can they take another step? West Noble, you know, Lakeland loses Bailey Hartsell, so what are they going to look like this year? It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, volleyball, I, I know interesting is like the, the cliched word to just say, oh, it looks interesting. It's like, <laughs> that's a good word to say. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's, the perfect, like, it's the perfect it, word. It's honestly. intriguing. I, I wrote that in the headline. There's an intrigue abound. You know, because especially in, in football, too, like, I, I don't know who's going to be good from our area at this point. Like, Concord has the most talent returning back. It doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, world beaters. I mean, they, sh- they could be. They usually are. You know, Northwood, again, another storied kind of program. Are they going to be, you know, they got a lot to replace. So what are they, they going to look like? You know, can Goshen or Wallasee or Lakeland or, you know, maybe get off the schneid and kind of, start winning some games. Can West Noble bounce back from a bad season? Like, West Noble has a bunch of talent coming back. They went 2-9 and nine last year, but they had played better at the end. Can they muster it up somehow? You know, I don't know. Like, it's Fairfield. They were undefeated last year in the regular season, you know, but they graduated all of their talent. So, like, what are they going to look like? I bet you Fairfield by week eight is going to be better, obviously, than when they're at week one because just, they just don't know what – they don't, I think, even know what they have mm-hmm. right now. So – a lot of just moving pieces and and then of course boys tennis don't want to forget the boys tennis people because i know this you gotta gotta cover everybody and again westview good program the last couple years went to the state tournament two years ago another program recently it feels like they just reload it's every year it feels like and you know what will they look like concord's always a good program fairfield's always a good program goshen won a sectional last year northwood's always pretty solid so you got a couple teams that are in the mix there, you know. Can Northridge take another step, maybe, on the boys' side, you know? So it, it is interesting. It's going to be a very fascinating fall. There's not like 
really outside of like Goshen boys cross country, I don't really know how many. Like, I'm not really feeling confident in a lot of teams. Like, yeah, they're going to be great. I'm pretty confident Goshen Boys Cross Country will be great. So, I hope I just didn't jinx them. But, like, you just jinxed, I just uh, totally jinxed them. Drew Hogan. I'm sorry, Drew Hogan and Cole Johnston and Tommy Claxton and Coach Mike Wynn. I apologize. But I feel pretty confident they're going to be good. Everyone else, you know, if they're good, great. If they're not great, good. They're not great, good. But, like, it is what it is. So, <laughs> it's sports. So, yes, it is. Um, Notre Dame. What about them? They're back. The I mean, Irish I guess. I guess they're back. With camp. Fall camp. Yep, and you will be there. I will be there, taking some photos. Yeah. And then you're going to write some words. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to go to a wedding or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Standing up Got to do two. what you got to do, Standing man. Standing up in it, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of sure pressure. Am. You sure you can handle it? You got, like, you're in shape to be able to stand, you know, for... I'm in pretty good shape. You are I think, I think I'll be able to handle it. it. I couldn't stand more than, like, 30 minutes, so I'm, I'm good. But, uh, yeah. Lock your knees. <laughs> yeah, okay. lock your... There you go. That's this, some good advice. Lock your knees. I'll make sure it. not to do that. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, Notre Dame, Saturday. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Early thoughts. I haven't even started practice yet, but what are your instant observations of practice? Instant observations. I haven't even gotten a chance to watch. That's fine. No one, no one got to watch them in the spring either, so we have no idea what they actually look like. I there. just have a hard time believing that they're going to be really good, just because they've lost a lot, and especially at the quarterback position. It's tough to replace a guy like Ian Book, mm-hmm. Jack Cohn. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be a solid quarterback. He's got experience from Wisconsin, obviously, and Wisconsin's a good spot. But he was hand he was hand the ball off like a majority of the time. He didn't really pass the ball that much. I think he's a good game manager. But maybe that's all he needs to be on this team because on the defensive side of the ball, I got got a lot of nice pieces. All the special teams pieces are back. Got a great running game that Cone can, you know, obviously hand the ball off to. Wide receiver position, a little iffy. Got a lot of experience, but we don't know. Yeah. We don't have a lot of production. A lot of, a lot of seniors doesn't mean yeah. they played a lot. Not so. a lot of production behind yeah. those behind those uh, seniors. So. We'll see. I think they'll be good. I think nine and three, ten and two, probably still. They have a mm-hmm. difficult schedule to have to navigate this year. Yeah, especially but. like starting with that Wisconsin game at the end of September, and then they play Cincinnati. They get USC and North Carolina at home. Like that five week stretch where they, you know, play those three, and they got to go to Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. yeah. Virginia Tech or Virginia. One of the they go to the both of them this year. That would be a hostile environment. Right. Trying to play Virginia Tech, especially this year with all the fans back. Right. It'll probably be a night game. So they're right. they're gonna try to get it a night game at least. I would imagine Wait. so. Well Notre Dame went there in twenty eighteen as well for a night game and it was a little close in the first half, but then Dexter Williams had a ninety seven yard touchdown run and that, that ended it pretty much. So mm-hmm. Lane Stadium was pretty quiet after that, so which I would be too, I guess, if the opposing team had a ninety seven yard touchdown run on me. So. Right. Yeah. That'll usually quiet quiet the people. Yeah, for so, sure. So yeah, Notre Dame starts camp Saturday. Uh, first game is September fifth, Sunday, September fifth, right before Labor Day, at Florida State, and the home opener is September eleventh against Toledo. Only on Peacock. <laughs> only available on Peacock streaming. So if you don't uh, have Peacock Premium Plus, you got to pay like the ten bucks a month for it. That's where Notre Dame will be playing Toledo at. It's kind so, of weird, right? Yeah. That's what you get for having that NBC deal, I guess, right? Nobody uh, really Peacock cares about there. watching them play Toledo, though, probably. Yeah. Well, so. my question is, what are they going to put on NBC instead? 
uh, two thirty on Saturday. Bowling. Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> any, any guesses? <laughs> They're going to re-air the Middlebury Little League softball state championship game. That's what I would put on TV. I think. Uh, I hope not. Yeah. It's a wow. Saturday. First. Well, it's just, it just make it's just kind of puzzling to me. Like, what else could they? Because it's not like NBC has multiple TV contracts with other schools. It's just another game. So it's very interesting that like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Speaking of Peacock, that's where all the Olympics have been on, pretty much. If you want to watch them live, any 3 a.m. Olympic watching, you know, Evan? Hand up. <laughs> I've watched zero of the Olympics. Wow. At least live. And you're an American. You uh, call yourself American. Unbelievable. I mean, I've seen plenty of highlights and videos, but yeah, I haven't, right. I haven't watched any. Haven't watched any live, unfortunately. Just I've never really been that into the Olympics anyway. Wow. So, wow. sorry. I. I, I like the Olympics. I'm kind of I love the swimming. Like I'm kind of a sucker for the swimming. Swimming's fun. I'll I, yeah. I'll watch that. And it's been cool to see some Florida alums, you know, like Caleb Driscoll do very well this year. But uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't haven't made the time to watch it live, unfortunately. We're gonna we're gonna go around the room. Anyone else watching the Olympics? Aaron? Yeah, it comes on in our house every night. Yeah. Yeah, Stephanie, you watching? Nothing live. I'm more of a. Prime time. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's on the prime time, right? Yeah. You, you ladies, you watching the Olympics or? Um, I watched it when the softball was on, but then watching the Americans lose to Japan kind of stopped me from watching the Olympics. True. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Kendall, any Olympic watching? Not really. Um, just watched it when I was at her house, but <laughs> not since then. Yeah. Yeah. U.S. losing to Japan was kind of tough in softball, but. Uh, we've been doing all right for the most part and everything else. So, obviously, like, gymnastics has been the big headline with Simone Biles and everything about that. Um, we don't really have to go into that. I think it's a complicated discussion that's... Most people know about it. Yep. And we have been putting it in our paper a lot as well. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a complicated situation, too. I think it's a more nuanced conversation than... Uh, that this podcast warrants and this podcast warrants. We don't. You don't want to get into the, no. uh, all the details the of of what the twisties mean. Yeah, the twisties. What are the twisties? Mm-hmm. I've never had the twisties. It's because you're not a gymnast. I know. So. I've never. I've never <laughs> twisted in my life, uh, intentionally at least. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, all right. You want to get to our guests? They've been patiently kind of sitting here. Yeah. Thank you for sitting through our. Uh, beginning portion Lively of the podcast discussion. i appreciate it i hope that. you guys enjoyed that um i did thank you yeah so we're gonna we're gonna start our interview we have some questions we're gonna we're gonna go around the room we're gonna ask the players first just a very simple question addy how does it feel to be a state champion um it feels really good knowing that we played teams that were farther away from us and we still managed to pull through mm-hmm. kendall how does it feel state champion that's kind of got a good ring to it huh yeah, it does. It feels really nice. It's first state champion win for me, so it's fun. Yeah. Coach Coach Stephanie? It's pretty exciting. I played as a kid. I was on All-Stars as well. We went to state but didn't win, so I was pretty excited for the girls. I was probably their biggest cheerleader in the dugout for sure, <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> Go, Jaren. Nah, it was great. Um, that was honestly the goal from the very beginning of the season. We had a great group of girls, and we knew it. We just had to. Um, get them all on the same page, and, and the results uh, showed from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, some of these numbers. I mean, looking at these numbers, I'm gonna, I'm going off what your Facebook post said, Aaron. Sure. This is impressive. <laughs> so, you went 17 and 0, outscored your opponents 197 to 46. That's like a four to one ratio. I mean, that's excessive. That's like, 
but it's amazing. It's, it's absurd, right. almost. Um, <laughs> you, you know, in the state tournament, outscoring them 59 to 9. And that's, these are the best, the best in the state. You know, this is some really impressive stuff. 514 batting average. Your pitching ERA was 2.65. You stole 145 bases. I mean, that should be a crime, literally. That's not much stealing. I mean, come on. We were um, we were called reckless. Um, reckless. One of the, one of the uh, officials from the state tournament, um, after we had won, said that your your team plays recklessly. Yeah. Plays recklessly, and uh, I kind of corrected him and, and told him, you know, high risk, high reward, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the way we went into it from the very beginning. Yeah, so good mentality to have. Yeah. He was like, "You guys are playing too good," <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's reckless uh-huh. in his opinion. Right. Right. Interesting. Right. right. It's unfortunate. Well, we didn't want to play safe. You don't mm-hmm. want games playing safe, right? So you no. got to score when you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're we're asking questions. Ask question. okay. <laughs> yes, your turn. Of course, I will. I will do that. I'm good at asking questions sometimes. Once in this a while. one, this one's for the coaches. Um, obviously, with both your daughters being on the team, I'm just curious how you all ended up being coaches of the team. Well, funny part was I quit doing this when I was when she was probably ten. Uh, I went into the into the car business, which is very demanding hour-wise, so I couldn't do it any longer. Um, but Middlebury had enough girls that they entertained doing a second team. Um, my daughter was gonna um, wasn't gonna play little league this year, but she came to me and said, "If you'll if you'll coach, um, I'll play little league this year." So um, uh, you don't get too many more opportunities when your kid's gonna turn 15 to do that. So right. um, stepped up and got some. Uh, Got some other people on board, obviously, because you can't do it yourself. And uh, we, we took a team. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Coach, Coach how'd you, how did uh, you get wrangled into being an assistant here? Well, I think we were in the car. The girls and I were in the car, and they said, I'm asking my dad, Mom, will you do it too? So I'm like, what, really? Like, yeah, we want you to coach. So I said, well, I've never coached before, but it sounds like fun, and if Aaron's going to do it, I'll do it. So that's how it happened. I'm curious about the uh, – baseball slash softball background you guys grow up playing have you coached in the past in high school or anything like that I played baseball and then um, I have coached her since she was six six in uh, little league and uh, and then she played all stars and travel ball and stuff like that so from the age of six with her up until about 10 you um, I coached my daughter and then teams with that okay and just to clarify, her is your daughter. Not daughter Addison. Addison yes. yes. Yep. Just, I mean, people probably under, could pick that up, given yep. I introduced everyone's names earlier. But just in yep. case and anyone They was, have the same last name. Yeah, they have the same <laughs> last name. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Coach Stephanie is is, uh, is Kendall's mother. So, yes. Yes, there we go. Okay, so when they say her, when any coach refers to her, they're talking <laughs> about their daughters who are also with us. Right. So, okay. So, yes. Continue. Stephanie, Stephanie your background. Yeah. I did play softball as a kid. I would played in Little League, then played all through high school, um, but have never coached. So this was totally new to me, um, but I knew how to play, so I thought it couldn't be too hard. Um, and then when Kendall started uh, this year, she's like, hey, Mom, I want to catch, and that's what I did. So I caught, played third, and so did she. So it's been really cool to see her um, evolve as a player and learn things while catching. So, you know, mother-daughter kind of thing, new. It was fun. This is new too. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and uh, so I got to ask uh, Kendall and, and Addison: Did you guys always want to play softball then, growing up, or was this like something relatively new for you guys as well? I know mean, you, your dad mentioned Addie that you played a lot, but Kendall, I guess too, was this a new thing for you or just on a, yeah? Well, I mean, since 
when I first learned that my mom played softball for like her whole almost her whole life I thought it would be fun so I started and then it just kind of went on from there mm-hmm. Edison, yeah. I've just always enjoyed playing it because it's a distraction from everything else <laughs> and yeah. you're never like I feel like I'm not home much so I just get to go and get to go to all these different places and meet new people and play against new teams mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of cool so uh, coaches, this is a question mark for you again. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but the team in 2019, the All-Star senior team, had won the state tournament as well. Um, did you, I don't know if you could feel pressure to defend a crown when, like, the roster changes a lot, and you guys were obviously new coaches, but was, it, was there some of that a little bit? Like, hey, we are the defending All-Star state series champs. It's a lot of words in there, but, like, yeah. Um, did you feel that at all? I think the pressure was, um, I don't want to speak for Steph, but we put it more on ourselves that if we're going to do this, um, let's do it all the way. Um, let's give these girls that experience. Um, some of the girls play high school ball, some of them play travel ball, but the vast majority of them um, just play Little League. So let's give them that, that run, that experience to win a district championship, win the league. And if we're going to do it, why not try to do it all the way? Mm-hmm. Stephanie, similar sentiments there, yeah? Yeah, I agree. I honestly didn't even think anything about the 2019 team. It didn't even come across to me. Um, I just knew how fun it was to be in All-Stars as a kid, Mm -hmm. and going to state was a big, huge thing. So I, you know, who doesn't like to win, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty competitive, and I knew we had a great group of girls, so I wanted them to experience it too. Are you guys both originally from the area? Uh, I grew up in Syracuse and then transplanted to LaGrange before coming to Goshen. Okay. Stephanie? Born and raised Elkhart. Actually (laughs) went to Concord. So, yeah. So, did uh, you go to Wabasee then, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got a local local affair here. I know. All of our coverage area in one room right here. Wabasee, Lakeland, (laughs) Concord, Goshen. It's great. So. Definitely. So, this one's for the players. Kendall, Addie. If you look back on the season, obviously undefeated, you're blowing all these teams out. You're a very good team. I'm just curious, before the season, maybe during it, did you? I mean, did you know you'd be this good? Like, what went into the team that that it was you had such a successful season? Well, I feel like once we first started winning our first few games, I knew that if we could do it, then we could continue on and keep it going. And Definitely. I knew we had our ups and downs, but we were able to pull through. And then when we got our all-star group and we played our first game, I had high hopes that we were going to make it far. Did you all have, like, from the beginning, was it like you were clicking right away or did it take some time in the middle of the season or did you continue to get better? Is it just from the beginning you guys were, like, It definitely took time with the all-star team for everybody to click coming from two different teams and – Definitely playing them in the normal season. It, there were high tensions between two Middlebury teams playing each other. But once we started playing some games, everyone was clicking and everyone was good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Coach, maybe you can like help kind of explain. You know, she mentioned that it's two different teams coming together as one. Maybe kind of take me through that process of like how the all-star team kind of comes about, I guess, for those who might not know. Well, locally, we're – well, I guess some other – communities had a couple teams too um we were asked to coach the all-star team and four 
four players, five players came from the other Middlebury team. They were nominated by their mm -hmm. coaches, and then our nominations came to our nominations came together um, on one team. And at the at the little league level, that's probably um, the toughest problem is the age range. Mm -hmm. Everything else you play softball, whether it's whether it's high school, whether it's travel ball, the ages are much closer. Bringing kids together that are eighth graders all the way up to juniors going into high school, mm -hmm. there can be a little push pull there as far as experience and you know what does an eighth grader have to offer? I play high school, so once right. we once we got that to gel, um, and they they really clicked and saw each other's value and it it took off. Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be a question for the players here, Kendall and Addie. Just which what was your favorite part? Of being on this team, was there a, it could be a moment, it could be just in ge like a general feeling, I guess. I don't know how to phrase that, but like, what was your favorite part about being part of this team? Either one you can answer, and the other one goes after, I guess. My favorite part about the season is just getting close with everyone and having fun in the dugout and making new memories. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Addie. My favorite part was playing on my birthday and. Hitting a triple and knowing that my team was up on the fence screaming, even though I kind of flopped into the base, <laughs> knowing that. knowing that they were all up and cheering and we were pumped. Mm -hmm. Well, happy belated birthday! Thank you. I'm sorry, you face planted in a third base, but it happens. Uh, so it, it happens. Would, it happen would you know? From yeah, <laughs> way too much experience. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. This one's for the coaches. Did you coach the team in 2019? No. You did not? Okay, okay. So that was going to be a follow-up. Now it's not going to be a follow-up. No, no more follow-ups. Well, in that sense. <laughs> in that sense. In this one. But I'm just curious for both of you, were you surprised at all by maybe how dominant the team was? Obviously, you put the team together, so maybe you weren't. But once you, when you're looking back on it, does anything surprise you from that aspect? I knew we had a team that could do it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know early on if they could come together and get it done. Um, once they realized, once the, the team realized how good they were, um, it was it was lights out. Um, we had a few games where we were we were only down once, I think, but you know, tied or you know, hey, this is a zero-zero game going into the third, and this team would come together and put a ten spot on you in, mm -hmm. in one inning. Um, you know, once they started realizing that they could hit when they were down, they could turn it on. Um, it was like gasoline on a fire with them. Mm -hmm. Stephanie. Well, when we first put the team together, we had only seen the other team a couple of times. So, you know, we knew there were a couple of high school players, um, but we kind of put the team together somewhat blind, I think. Um, we knew what our girls had to offer on our team, um, but as soon as I saw him practicing, we all had, we had the basics down, you know, on the field. And then we uh, had practices at D-Bats a couple times, mm -hmm. and really focused on batting. And I just knew, like, if we could get the bats turned on, we were going to go somewhere. So Definitely. I know I asked them about when the season maybe started clicking for them. You talked about it a little bit. When, when do you think things were clicking, you know, 100% during the season? Um, before the merge um, – our, our about halfway point in our regular season, um, I knew that if we got a couple pieces added to the team, um, 
the opportunity was endless because even in regular season we were we were averaging you know 14 runs a game and we had solid pitching um, you know giving up one or two runs a game most days on airs um, you know minor blips in the infield that allowed a run to score or something mm -hmm. like that so being able to have all the pieces we had base stealers as you, as you could see there that was probably our biggest um, base stealing was our biggest asset we could do everything but we made other teams nervous we, we stole bases we were aggressive um, we we wore catchers out you know if they wanted to come out and chase our girls back to the base we'd keep doing it you'd mm -hmm. get three innings into a game and a catcher had to be switched out because she'd been chasing our base runners all game um, forcing errors and scoring on those errors so um, we had every single aspect covered and then we were able to add four girls um, to our core um, it was the expectation was high definitely Anything to add there, Stephanie? No, he pretty much hit it on the nail for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I thought that's what I thought as well, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so um, this will be for the players. So you guys, obviously, you run through the schedule and you win the district championship, and then you get to host the state tournament, which I feel that's kind of cool. Like, was it cool for you guys to be able to host? You guys were the hosts for the state tournament? Yeah, I think it was pretty fun because – they come to our field and see what it's like where we play and we just end up winning. I mean, <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, when you win too, that's also great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, but I knew we were going to have a big target on our back because we were undefeated the whole season and we were playing at our home park and I knew the teams that were coming wanted to beat us, but I knew we'd be able to stick with it and pull through at our home park. Coaches, kind of same question, like being able to play it at home, was that cooler? Would you almost wish you would have gone on the road, or did it matter? No, it, it was great. Um, and, you know, some of the teams coming, I, I think there's sometimes that uh, idea when you come out of Fort Wayne, you come out of southern Indiana, um, Gary, um, that you're coming to Middlebury, and Middlebury, Indiana's got a team in this. Um, and then to kind of be able to flex the way they did <laughs> at home um, felt really, really good. And we've got a beautiful ballpark up there, so that we yep. Middlebury Little League has nothing to be ashamed of with uh, the the location or the the tournament they hosted. Yeah, coach, was it cool to be at home? Oh, for sure. You know, it was nice for our girls. You know, they didn't have to travel; they could stay at home in their own beds. We had a lot of family and friends come out and support, so it was really cool to see the community even rally behind them. When you have a four-hour break and you can take the kids back to one of the houses, put them in some air conditioning. Uh, yeah, the house smelled terrible yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, those other teams are sitting out there for that four-hour break, uh -huh. um, yeah. scorching in the sun, and we can, we're local and can get them some rest. Uh, at one point, I think we had six or seven girls on the floor on the couches taking naps between games. Mm -hmm. yep. That's nice. Um, you mm -hmm. should have recommended Essen House to someone. Right. Don't load them yes. up on the carbs. Right. Yeah. Hey, you want a really good food. It's not going to help you in the game at all. This is really good, yeah. I mean, during our break, we were only allowed two pieces of pizza, and we had some fruit and some water, and then we crashed on the couch for a little bit, and it definitely stunk really bad in my house because it was definitely, part of it was my garage smell because my cleats, and then my softball socks smelled terrible. Yeah, well, Let's just say I took Kendall's uniform and mine home and washed it for the next game. I did not contribute to any stink. Yeah, she defends herself. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mom over here wasn't too thrilled that the house was. <laughs> I sent them all away in an hour. I cleaned the whole house. Yeah, there you go. That's impressive. An hour cleaning the house, man. That's that's impressive. So, um, I think we got one more question here. I think uh, we do. We do. It says Evan to everyone. That so is me. 
all pressure on this on you guys here. Last yeah, it's question. kind of a fun question, um, and it's going to be asked to everyone. Kind of everyone can respond. Um, basically, if you had one word to describe the season, what would it be and why? <laughs> Coach is pushing it off the players first. That's, that's intense. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Why? <laughs> that, no, that's part of the question. It says, why? and why? And why? <laughs> why? This age, you know, most of these girls, what makes it most fun is most of them know how to swing a bat. They know how to um, run. They, they played softball at some point before. So coming in as a coach at this age and being able to work the, the – the mind side of the game, the strategy, seeing them light up and understand, um, you know, base stealing, base running, aggressiveness. Um, you know, we had a uh, we had a suicide squeeze at home. You don't see that in little league very often. Mm-hmm. We scored on head first slide. Watching them pick up not the game but the strategy of the game and seeing that light come on is is really exciting. Especially when you get thirteen of them that all buy in and mm-hmm. those lights come on over all their heads um, made it very exciting. Coach, assistant coach, Stephanie? Well, you said I couldn't cuss, so I'm going to just say uh, one word. It's kind of a half an eye word, kick butt. Um, Addie and Kendall are best friends, and it was so cool to see them, Addie pitching, Kendall catching. Um, To see how well Kendall did catching her first year was awesome, too, and Addison is just an amazing pitcher, so... You know, Aaron's sitting in the dugout giving them um, signs for which pitch to throw. It was just an amazing experience. Memories for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I say kick butt. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that's fair. That's a good answer. We'll use it. That counts. Uh, Kendall? Um, well, I had to think about this one while they were talking, but I think if I had to pick one word, it'd probably be unbelievable because, I mean, it was probably my best Little League season ever, and I was definitely not expecting a the best one like this, but it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Andy, last one. Mine would, mine would be dynamite <laughs> because once once Kendall and I went on the field and we got those first three batters out, we went in the dugout and everyone's energy was just exploding and we would, Ryland would lead off and we'd either have this great bun and be safe and we'd be screaming and it would the bats would just click. Good answer. Four, four good answers. solid yeah. words. Four good answers. Yeah, I, I like. There's better, but it was awesome. Dude. I mean, kick butt might have been the best one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that was awesome. That's good stuff. So, um, well, I think that's everything we need to ask. Evan, you got any other follow-ups uh, in the? No, I'll just say congratulations because that's a big, definitely yeah, a big awesome. achievement for sure Thank to be you. a part of. A little clap so. into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, like it's a crowd here or something. Um, <laughs> Well, we appreciate all four or five of you coming in to the uh, our po- on our podcast today. I know we almost couldn't get it done. Mr. Uh, Mr. Coach Nisley is really busy <laughs> selling cars and stuff, so and we get it. Things happen, but he was able to carve out some time for us. We appreciate uh, everyone coming on, and uh, thank you, thank you again for your uh, for your time. Awesome, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fun. So, Thanks. This will wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We will be back next week uh, with more discussion about high school sports. We'll be a little more into the girls' golf season, and we'll be gearing up for real, for real, 
for high school sports to start next week, which is crazy to think about. Here we go, you know. So uh, strap in. Yeah, buckle up, right? Um, It's going to be a dynamite kick butt, uh, fantastic, exciting, exciting, unbelievable season. So we uh, we look forward to talking about that and more uh, next week.